So yeah, Jeremiah the prophet uh, predicted my message again. What's, yeah. That's pretty amazing. I just wanted to spend a few minutes before we take communion together and talk about uh, 2020. What an uh, amazing thought that we've uh, reached this uh, year. I can remember back in 1999, if you remember that year, when they started talking about the Y2K problem and, and all, the, all the things that would happen with the computers and, and the world would crash. And uh, that's 20 years ago already. And then we had 2001. You know, the World Trade Center uh, towers coming down. And, and that's like 19 years ago already. It's incredible how time has flown. And uh, so as we look forward to 2020, uh, I thought I'd just give us some encouragement this morning. I'm not sure how, how you're feeling this morning. I, I'm feeling a little bit kind of like, blah, you know, just... Uh, I feel excited about my relationship with God, but right now it's just tired. And as we look forward to another year, what's going to keep us going? Um, you know, again, thinking tomorrow is school, next day of work, uh, for school, or for the, those in college, university, high school. You know, it's another grind again towards exams and, and uh, the end of, this, end of the year. So we have a lot to look forward to, but yeah, you get a little tired sometimes. And I think now we're ready to kind of just be a church and care for each other. We've done the, the outreaches in December, and let's just be there for each other. Let's pray for each other. So let's look at 2020, uh, 2020 vision. What is 2020 vision, by the way? Anybody know what 2020 vision really means? Perfect, perfect vision. It's, it's kind of perfect vision. I, I did some reading on it. It's not really perfect that you can see everything perfectly, yeah. but at, the idea is that at 20 feet away, which is about from me to, I don't know, maybe Bruce or... Monica, that we can see clearly at 20 feet away. That's the idea of 2020 vision. And they say that's kind of the best vision to have. Um, so here's a little test for you. How many of you can read the 2020 line from there? Now, this is not the official distance for you because it's not the right proportions and everything, but can you read the 2020 line there? Yeah, not too bad. How about the, the next one is 20... Oh, boy. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's the, this is the official one that they give to you to make sure you can see clearly at 20 feet away. Now, recently as I've become a little older, I've had to get these things. These are from, uh, these are from Shoppers Drug Mart. This is, so I can read, this is so I can read up close and see close, but otherwise you all look beautiful today, which is good because, I, you know, you're, you're not fuzzy. I can see fine far away. It's just up close is a little tough sometimes. But how many of you remember these from the 1990s when they came out? 80s, 90s? You're supposed to be able to see a picture as you stare at that for a while, right? So uh, now I, there, there's actually a picture in this one. But I think with the gray screen, you can't really see it on here. I, tried, I stood here for quite a while and stared at this thing, and I could not see the picture here. The problem with this is that you need a reflection. You need something like a glass in front of it to, to kind of see through it. Uh, the idea with these uh, fuzzy pictures, these, these magical eyes, I think they call them, is that you need to look through them, beyond them. You need to look through at the reflection on the other side of yourself almost, and then you start to see this image pop out. Now this, there's, can anyone see it in the image at all? It's supposed to be a shark in there. Anyone see a shark? No, right now it looks like a mess, right? Maybe a shark got, you know, just mushed up, whatever. But, but to see the clear image, you must look beyond the chaos. And maybe that's the idea this morning. We need to look beyond the chaos of our world. And if I was to add anything up here now, I'd probably add 
yeah, the Middle East, as Bruce was saying. Looking beyond the chaos to see what is beyond that, to see as a believer what is clear. Because what is clear is Christ. What is clear is God. What is clear is heaven. And before that is the mess of this world sometimes. And so God wants us to look beyond, as, even as we live in the mess, we don't just stare at the mess. Because God is that rock, that foundation that we have in this world. And I'm not just saying that because I'm the pastor and I have to say that. I believe it. In my own life, there's mess. In my own life, there are things that I have to deal with. And without looking, without hope, beyond what the mess is, it gets pretty chaotic. It gets pretty depressing. You can only understand, even in Winnipeg here, how the problems that we have in our city. So, I want to give you a couple verses this morning to hang your lives on to. Verses that you've heard over and over probably in your life. But just maybe in some way God will remind us of what we have as believers in the middle of our messes. The first one is this from Hebrews chapter 12. This is kind of, look at it kind of for a few minutes here. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So right there, right away, encouragement for us as believers. There are things in our lives that will hinder your life. There are sins in your lives that will entangle you. The sin that we commit as believers does not eternally account against us because we're forgiven. But it can entangle us. It can make our lives messy. It can trip us up. It can wreck our lives. It can destroy things in our lives. It can destroy people in our lives. And so the, the writer of Hebrews says, throw off everything that hinders you and the sin that so easily entangles you. And you have to answer that question for yourself. I can't answer the question of what is your struggles? What are the things that hinder you? Sometimes those hindering things aren't necessarily bad. They just hinder you. But the sin that entangles you, and you know the areas that you struggle with. You know what, what, what uh, tries to trip you up. The idea is like a, like a vine that like, grabs your legs and throws you down and, and, and trips you up. And then he says, instead of that, let's do this. Let's run with perseverance. The idea of perseverance means to keep going in the face of difficulty. You don't quit. Now, my friend Art here was a great runner. And I think he still is. Art, are you still a good runner? <laughs> well, Art used, Art used to run, do triathlons. Um, I can bike a little bit to the store and back. I've run before. I'm not a great runner. I'm, I'm a slow runner, but I can run a little bit. And swimming, I will dog paddle across the pool, and that's about it. But sometimes I need to, when I, when I do run, when I run in the 10K, and I did one, one half marathon as a couple years ago, I really had to run with perseverance. I really had to push myself because I'm not a natural runner. I had to train for quite a while, and then I was okay. I could get done. But, I mean, half the, half the group passed me. Half the group beat me out of the 10,000, whatever it was. I was not fast. But I persevered. And see, God says to you as a believer, I want you to persevere. I want you to keep running. I want you to keep focused beyond the mess, the chaos, and how hard it is sometimes. Because when I was running, there was times I wanted to stop running and just walk or just sit on the side or just quit. But I knew that there was a finish line and I wanted to finish. 
Here's how you do that. He says this, how? By fixing our eyes on Jesus. Not by how, how great you are, by what you're going to do or accomplish, but fixing your eyes on the one who is the pioneer or the beginner and perfecter of your faith. The one who loves you more than you can imagine. And I keep saying this when I talk about heaven or when I think about heaven. As much as I look forward to what heaven will be like and whatever that perfection is, I really look forward to seeing Jesus Christ. I can't imagine what that's going to be like. I have no idea how... The song I can only imagine, you remember that song, right? He says, well, will I dance or will I bow down? What will, what will I actually do when I see Jesus? I don't know. Fall on our face before him. Fall on our face in joy, in joy, complete joy and love. And so we are to keep our eyes as believers on Jesus Christ. Not physically, of course. We don't see him physically. But our souls, our spirits know him. Reading his word, praying to him, talking to him, just thinking about him. And so in the middle of whatever mess you find 2020 bringing you, focus on Jesus Christ. Focus on him. He is the pioneer and he is the perfecter of your faith in the middle of that storm. This is what Jesus did. He himself... Facing the cross, facing the scorn, it says. He says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You see, Jesus, as he's going to the cross, remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, what was he doing? He's, he was sweating drops of blood. He was saying, Father, if you could take this cup from me, please do it because I'm about to take on the sins of the world. So if you can take this, if we can do this another way, Father, let's do this another way. And he said, but not my will. And the father said, no, I have to. You're the only lamb that can take away the sins of the world. Isn't that an amazing thought? And so it says the Lord, the joy set beyond, beyond the chaos of the cross, he looked to the joy that would come after that when he would be reunited with his father. The joy set before him, he endured, there's that same idea, persevered the cross, scorning its shame, and here's the result. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then it comes to us. We're supposed to be encouraged by this. Consider him, Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That's our encouragement. It wasn't like Christ was like, hey, I can hardly wait to get to the cross. I mean, he was fully man. He knew what was coming. He was the son of God who would take upon the sin of the world. For, for, the, for the only time in eternity, his father would turn his face away from him. I can't imagine paying for the sins of myself, let alone the world. And so he, he looked beyond the chaos and he said, Lord, I'm, Father, I'm going to do this. And his joy was what got him through. And maybe that's what you need. Sometimes that's all we have is the joy of what God has promised one day. Someday we will be with him in glory. Someday whatever this world brings, the the, the hurt, the destruction will be gone. Well, hindsight is also 2020, right? As we look back, 2019, we can say, God, thank you for this. Thank you for that. And I wish I hadn't done that. (laughs) Right? Maybe a lot of that as well. 
I wish I hadn't said that to that person. I wish I hadn't thought that way. I wish I hadn't done that action. And God is this amazing God who is full of grace and mercy. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. Because if he did, we would not be here. Yeah. Right? Lamentations chapter 3. If God had, if he had not treated us with mercy, we would have been destroyed. God is continually showing grace and mercy every day in our lives. As you've accepted his son, Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. You have a restored relationship with him, and he calls you his child. And so as we look back, yeah, we wish we could change some things. We wish we could do things differently, but we can't. They're gone. And we move forward. And as Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, one thing I do. This is the one thing I do. He goes, forgetting what is behind, because he had a lot of things in his, in his past that were bad. He was persecuting Christians, putting them in jail. He was attacking Jesus, so to speak. His whole life was about his self-righteousness, about how good he was, and he wasn't. But that's where, that's where he had put his hope in before. And now he says, whatever it was behind me, all that stuff back there, back in 2019, 2018 for us, he says, instead, I'm going to strain toward what is ahead. Again, the idea of a runner. When I ran the half marathon or the 10K, again, I'm slow. You probably would all beat me in the race, but I just kept going. One thing that kept me going was as I crossed over the, the, the Red River on Bishop Grandin there, that bridge, and I looked down south, I could see the, the stadium, the, the arcs of the stadium, and I knew that was my finish line. I thought, oh, I can see the finish line. It's a little ways away, but I can see the finish line. And I got excited. I thought, I can do this. It's going to hurt. My leg's going to, I'm going to cry after for days like a little baby, but, but I can do this. Forgetting what is behind, forgetting the, the stuff that hurt from behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize. And that's what God wants us as Christians to do. Yes, we made some big mistakes in our past. God doesn't want us to linger on those. Sometimes we have to make up things. Sometimes we have to go say sorry. We do need to do those things at times. But we can't live in the past and just beat ourselves up and say, you know what, God will never love me because of that. God loves you in spite of that. That's the amazing thing, right? And he, when, we, when we place our trust in Christ and we confess those sins on an ongoing basis, God says, they're gone, 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 gone. And I won't count them against you. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called, called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. There's something far more valuable to us than what we have in this world. I enjoy a lot of things in this earth. I enjoy you as friends and as, as, as fellow parts of Tabernacle Baptist Church. I enjoy my daughters. I enjoy going out for a nice... I went, went to the keg last night. Somebody gave me a gift certificate for the keg and I went and had a nice keg meal. It was awesome. I enjoy that. I enjoy a good coffee or Tim Morton's you know, French vanilla once in a while. I enjoy watching sports on TV. I enjoy those things. But I would give those all up like that if I could be in heaven. I really have come to that point in my life. As much as I enjoy things here, I believe what God has said about heaven 
that I am pressing towards that goal. That's why we do what we do here. That's why we as Tabernacle Baptists exist, because we believe in heaven. If heaven wasn't real, let's pack up. Let's just just go live our lives because tomorrow we die. But we know better, because we know the Lord who has given us this call. A couple more verses, then we'll have communion together. Paul writes, or yeah, in Romans he writes this, We know that in all things God works together for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Everything that's happened to you in 2019, everything, including your mistakes, including your sins, my sins, our good and our bad, everything. God takes it all and he goes like this. He goes, okay, Dave, now I'm going to make it work in your life because I love you. I didn't like that you did that, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to maybe use it to change you. I can still mold you and shape you into Christ, even through that horrible situation. See, it's never too late for the believer. God is in the business of changing us. He's, sometimes it hurts, right? As the, as the refiner's fire, we sing this song, oh, refiner's fire. We get all emotional. But, but it, it's, a, it's a painful thing. When a refiner comes, he chops things off, he burns things off, he gets rid of the stuff that's garbage. And that's what God does in our lives. We're the gold to him. And he's getting rid of the garbage sometimes. And sometimes it hurts. But he loves you. So he takes it all together and he's transforming us into, his, into Christ. And so Paul writes, I love this verse. I think this is a great verse to, f- to finish off a life with. Because Paul, as he is now in, in the last days of his life, and he knows he's going to die soon, He said, I have fought the good fight. And again, he uses the idea of racing here as well. I finished the race. I got to the the finish line. I got to the University of Manitoba, crossed the line, and I remember getting that medal around my neck. I was like, it was cool. It was such a great feeling. I mean, nobody else cheered for me because no one else knew who I was, but I was so excited. I got my medal. I finished the race. And Paul says, I lived my life I finished the race. I kept the faith. And now, and this is, this is his medal, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. Can you imagine the thought that Paul is, he, he, he paints this picture of, of God himself almost putting a crown on our head saying, now you get a true, true righteousness. The stuff that you didn't have before. I'm going to make you now perfect like my son. You're not going to sin anymore. You're not going to treat people bad anymore. No one's going to treat you poorly anymore. You will never think wrong, do wrong, or feel wrong. You'll never mourn, cry, or have pain again. That's heaven. And it's real. And he says, so I'm going to give you that reward, and not only to me, but to also to all who have longed for his appearing. And isn't that what we should desire as Christians. Again, I enjoy a lot of things in this life. But I would give it all up now if I knew Christ (laughs) would just come. Because the world's a mess. And it's getting worse. It seems like. But in the midst of that chaos, we as believers have a chance to show the world that there's hope and joy and love, right? We have that chance. We can make a difference in 2020. In the middle of the chaos, 
we can become the glasses for the world, right? Ooh. Does that look that bad? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, I understand. We're going to take communion now. We're going to worship Jesus. And I invite the group to come forward. I invite those who are going to serve to come forward. And as they sing this song to prepare ourselves, just uh, join them in this song. And then we'll do it together. <laughs>